Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. Thanks for joining us again on our leadership podcast here, the Epic Leadership Podcast. It is August. It is August. Wow. That's hard to believe, man. School is almost back in session and we're, uh, we've been running some leadership laps. Well, let's be honest. We've not been running. We sit here and record these, but, uh, but we've been doing some leadership laps this summer on the podcast. And, uh, we said we'd do four laps. Somebody told me it's a mile. I believed them. And, uh, so in this mile journey over the summer, we've had two guests so far, two more to go. We're halfway through and, um, today running lap three with us, sharing some nuggets of wisdom is Chris Levasay. That's how Perfect. you pronounce it, folks. So get it right. Next time you introduce him, it's not leave say, Levasay. And uh, his brother might might differ with that. So uh, anyway, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, for the people who don't know the infamous youngest ever elected at 25-year-old city <laughs> council member for Blue Springs. Well, I appreciate you both having me, uh, Chad and Bobby. It's uh, exciting to be included in this as some uh, pretty uh, some pretty exciting people that you've had already. So I feel honored to be included among them. But uh, yes, my name is Chris Levisay. Um, I have uh, two beautiful children. They are nine and seven. So they are going into second and fourth grade at James Walker Elementary. Go Warriors. Uh, and my beautiful wife, we've been married. It will be 17 years uh, in October. Uh, so she's put up with me for quite a long time. So um, so that's, uh, that's what keeps me busy at home. But then, uh, I'm also the assistant director of the Columbia college, Kansas city location here in town. And I, uh, have quite a long history with Columbia college. I graduated, uh, with my bachelor's and master's degree through them quite a while ago. And, uh, that was on their alumni board for a while. And finally they gave me a job about a year ago. So I stuck around long enough. They started paying me. Now you just finished some education, right? I did. I did. I just, uh, completed my law degree at UMKC. Uh, so, uh, still trying to figure out what, uh, the end of that journey is. So some of what we'll be talking about today, but, uh, that's exciting as well. So well, we'll keep it, we'll keep it legal today. That's uh, right. That's right. Yes. We'll get, Always, that, always good to have a lawyer in the room. Yeah. Well, I can't claim to be a lawyer yet. Now, right now, I'm just a guy with a Juris Doctor degree. But well, uh, it's a it's a Juris Doctorate that neither one of us have. Chad, he did mention. <laughs> he said, uh, you know, with all these guests we've had, these exciting guests and all that, that he's glad he's here. He didn't say anything about the host. <laughs> I also didn't want to tell him we ran out of exciting friends. But oh, uh, okay, you just got down to me so now. We got down to Chris now. <laughs> Yeah, we're really happy to have Chris. Uh, he, he brings a wealth of experience, uh, you know, leading from a very young age, uh, being elected to city council at 25. Uh, I mean, that's a, it's impressive to me, not because of necessarily the age, because I think people can lead at any age. That's just not that typical in, in those roles. Yeah. You know, it, it seems to be people, uh, 
Uh, I know Ron was elected young too, but it seems to be people who maybe later in life get to a place and whether their careers or sometimes even retired that they choose to mm-hmm. go into that kind of uh, civil service, but to go in so young is, uh, is admirable, but also probably to your wife for allowing you to commit that time. Uh, I know we're grateful. You do a good job in Blue Springs and uh, we uh, have a lot of partnerships with the Blue Springs school district and ways that you serve there. So uh, thanks for being with us. So Chad, uh, we're going to be talking about leadership today and kicking off another leadership lap. So uh, let's get right in. You good? We good? Everybody good? You bet. No, I'm excited about this one as well. You know, I always seem to pick up something from all of these. So I hope our listeners are picking up something as well. Um, also throw out, you know, being that Chris is part of the uh, the Blue Springs, um, Blue Springs area over there, you know, we were able to speak to the Blue Springs Chamber of Commerce. Man, that was awesome as well. So I uh, appreciate them having us out. That was a great time. Got to see a lot of great folks and uh, talk more about leadership. So it's always fun. Yeah, that was a, it was a good time. We uh, talked about uh, the why, the way, and the when, uh, choosing change before you have to or before change chooses you. So it was fun, uh, and hopefully people got something out of that. Chris wasn't there, so we'll go through a <laughs> recap. Uh, no, Chris had good reason uh, not to be there, but uh, we uh, we did pick on him for not being there when we did do that live Live, I guess it was a live Epic Leadership Podcast, Chad. Really? That it, that I mean, it was. That's, that's what it was. First time it's live. Maybe the last time. I don't know if we'll get invited back, but well, it was fun. Our first, our first one was supposed to be on site at our sponsor, Crumble Cookie, but yet they won't sponsor us yet. So I'm not quite sure what's going on. Yeah, with the uh, with with the downloads, I mean, we've had between two and 3,000 downloads. Um, now, I want you to listen carefully what I said, between two and 3,000. So somewhere between two the number two and 3000, but no, uh, we've had a lot of downloads. We're excited about that. People are listening. And I think crumble cookie has come up more times than it hasn't. And we are going to keep bringing it up until we get a sponsorship. We're not asking for much, just some free cookies. That's all we're asking for. That's it. uh, Trust me. We have earned, uh, the free cookies with the amount of not only times that we've gone, but the amount of times we've talked about it and others have gone. In fact, I feel responsible, Chad, for a few new addictions in the Kansas city area to, to crumble. So, so if you're listening and you have any influence there, um, well, there's that. All right. Uh, this podcast is going to crumble if we don't get it back to Chris. So let's do that. Chris, what, what do you want to talk about today? When we do these with these guests is, as you know, if you've been listening, these are pretty unscripted. These are conversational. We like the guests to say, Hey, what, what do you want to talk about with leadership? So Chris, we're going to serve it up and tell us uh, if there's a leadership topic that you're pretty passionate about, what is it? And let's jump right in. Yeah, well, as you sort of mentioned, my uh, my journey into leadership started different than some, and it's a little bit unique, but uh, there are people all along that spectrum that uh, get involved in different times in their life, different reasons. They have different passions that uh, motivate them. And so uh, I feel like that's something that stuck with me. Uh, I'm, I'm getting older as well. I'm, you know, reaching my old age of life uh, at almost 40. And so uh, that's something that, okay. And <laughs> I'm just like, and Chris, you're out. <laughs> you got two guys sitting around the table older than you. Yeah, you're done. He's just going to come with the haymakers and call us old right from the beginning. <laughs> All right. If you're listening and you're over 40, Chris didn't mean that. that he had a big smile on his face and uh, he just, <laughs> okay, old man, what else yeah. you got? Well, because of that, in in my wisdom now as a much older man, I, I've noticed how 
we have this tendency to compare ourselves to other people's leadership journey. And it just uh, has something that, um, you know, I, even even getting involved at a young age, there's still people that have gotten involved younger or have accomplished more over the same period of time or or at least in uh, from the outside looking in to their life and their experience seems like on some level that may be more accomplished than me, maybe more accomplished um, than others of similar age of similar experience. And so it's just been something that stuck with me, especially recently, that just comparing yourselves to others and how difficult that is and what that can do to your ability to stay motivated, your ability to progress in whatever field or um, journey you're trying to accomplish. And so it's just something I've really been looking on more recently, uh, becoming more aware of and then trying to talk to others about. And so I thought it was a good topic for uh, this podcast for more discussion uh, to kind of put out in the community. And so. All right. I like it. Comparison. So Chad, I'm going to throw this to you because you also started leading at a very young age um, and even in the corporate world. Yeah. So does this resonate? I mean, is there, is there that temptation? Do you feel like, especially when you're younger and, and I, Maybe not especially. I guess if you don't work through it, it'll carry through. But uh, when you're younger, which evidently was a long time ago, according to Chris, but if you can remember back that far, Chad, uh, does the comparison thing resonate? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a real thing. Um, especially, you know, I think it's a real thing throughout your career, regardless of age or regardless of how long you've been doing it. I think it's it's a very real thing at a young age, though, because you don't have the experience. You don't have the experience and you and you don't have the wisdom to kind of work through that. So it's really difficult at a young age for young leaders to work through that because it's always feeling like, man, I got to prove myself or I've got to I've got to be one better. So constantly what you're doing is you're always looking at other leaders and you're like, OK, I just want to be like him or I want to be like her. Well, the problem with that is, is, is you're not. And the problem is, is, is you're trying to manufacture something within yourself that you're not who you really are, you know, and a prime example of this, and you know, you guys, hopefully you've seen the movie, but our good friend, Tommy Callahan from Tommy boy, right? So here's a guy that comes out of college and he's trying to be somebody he's not. And if you've ever seen the movie, you realize it didn't work out that well. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think that is a, that is a huge deal that's going on not only with young leaders, but also, man, I'll be honest with you today, even today, I still do that some. Now I'm, I'm, I have the wisdom to overcome some of that, to be honest with you, but I think it's, it's part of human nature. It's Bobby, unfortunately, it's part of being an Enneagram three as well. I'm afraid. Well, that's probably true. We'll leave that for another podcast, but, uh, but I know, I think you're right. I think, uh, this whole idea of comparison, um, especially I would maybe contend that it's harder now than it ever was because of social media. Yeah. You know, you see everybody's wins, if you will. You don't always see their losses because everybody wants to show you the successful side, not necessarily the failures they've experienced. And you know your own failures, you know your own losses and limitations. So you're really comparing oftentimes the worst of yourself with the best of somebody else. Yeah. And I would say in that case, there's no win in comparison, right? I mean, how can, how can you take your, your worst compared to somebody else's best and, and feel good about it? I mean, that's, 
that's probably just a setup for failure every time. I, I've caved into that. So, Chris, I think this is a, a great topic. Before we go down the route of comparison as a bad thing, because I think oftentimes uh, it is, and especially in the the realm we're talking, um, is there anything good, Chris, in your eyes with, is there a time to compare? And maybe compare won't be the right word, but is there a time to look at others and say, hey, how am I doing compared to them? And what would you say about, is there a good side to that? Yeah, there's the the old adage that's usually attributed to, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt, that comparison is the thief of joy. Uh, but there are others like Mark Twain that have kind of added to that and said also comparison's the death of contentment. And so there's a connection there. I think he still meant it as a bad thing that, you know, self-contentment and that sort of thing. But there's also a motivating factor to sort of comparison, sort of just finding somebody that you want to, uh, you know, be mentored by finding somebody that you want to imitate because you see them accomplish something that you want to accomplish. So when we were talking about earlier, I gave the example of, you know, when you're in high school, maybe you're a freshman and you see a senior who's doing captain of the football team or they're in a, you know, first chair of band or they're doing something and they've accomplished something that you want to accomplish. And so it's helpful for you to look at the things they did and try to maybe copy some of them, maybe just find a way to make that your own to get to the same the same position. And so it is helpful at times uh, to look at somebody that's in a position you want to be in and then find ways to follow that same path. So, yeah, that, that, I think that's a good point. It sounds like you, you use the word copy, mm. right? So copy makes me think of imitate yeah. and that whole idea of finding people to imitate. Now that can work to your your detriment if you're not mm -hmm. careful, because oftentimes that's exactly what we do in high school or with peer pressure. Right. We imitate the people we shouldn't. But what you're talking about is finding somebody who's doing what you want to do or aspire to do and and just starting to model maybe some of their behaviors. That is that a fair way to put yes, that? Right. So the one, the one thing that I would say with that is is yes, I think that can be really healthy as long as the person the person that's doing the comparison, meaning the leader that's doing that comparison is willing to to look at that as being healthy as opposed to a competition. Does that make sense? So, you know, you've got to be willing to look at that as, hey, I want to learn. I want to get better as opposed to I want to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word, Chad. So really, here's what I'm hearing. And so maybe if you're a listener, this was my takeaway from from Chad and Chris in that comment is if you're going to compare, make sure you're not going to compete. Oh yeah. Yeah. For right? sure. Yeah. Because, because let's, let's play out your analogy. I'm a freshman, Chris, you're a senior. Clearly we know that age doesn't work or else I've been held back many, many, many times. But for the sake of analogy, you're, you know, your first chair in the band. And I say, man, I, that, that's what I want to be. Um, and let's just say that there's somebody my age that's just better than me with that instrument. And, I work hard and and develop and and I do as much as I can do to improve. But by the time I'm a senior, I'm still not first chair because that other person, doggone it, they're just better at the trombone, right? Or whatever that is. Sure. So, but I think the point is, is that would be the danger, right? Is is if I'm imitating you to get better, but I'm comparing myself in a competitive way, then I feel like a failure even though really that wasn't the failure, I got better. Right. But if I am focused on first chair, then I failed. So that's a compare without compete 
it, it would be. Yeah. So go back to imitate. I heard this uh, a while back. Tell me if this makes sense to you guys. Uh, I heard this years ago. I don't even remember where I first heard it, but imitate what works and innovate what doesn't. So when you apply that to a leadership journey, that's, I think, saying what you're saying. Like, let me find somebody who is where I want to be and learn from them. Let me imitate what I can from them, but let me innovate my own path because I can't just wear their shoes, do exactly what they do and, and achieve the exact same things. So I've got to be willing to innovate along the way. Is that a, is that a good way to look at comparison in your eyes, Chris? Yeah, I think, and again, I hate to speak in adages on on these type of topics, but the other thing you hear a lot is the only person you could you should compete with is yourself. Yesterday, just to the only person you really compare yourself to is make sure that you're improving. And so, what you're talking about, just finding ways to innovate your journey, and so you just improve day to day. That's really all you're trying to accomplish. You're not trying to necessarily, you know, beat the person next to you. You're just trying to beat the person you were yesterday, trying to improve. Be a, be a better you. Right. Yeah, I like that. Well, and Chad, you said earlier about, you know, learning to be you. And, and when you were young, what I think of when I was young that stood out to me is at one point, somebody said to me in my twenties, they said, if you're not you, nobody else will be. Yeah. And that was a moment in my life where I was, I was living in the comparison trap and, uh, and it was a, it was an exhortation from somebody. It wasn't just an encouragement. It was somebody who was seeing that play out and saying, Bobby, if you're not you, nobody else will be. And nobody else can be you like you anyway. So, so that was a, a little bit of a wake up call for me at a young age to say, why am I trying so hard? I had gone beyond the imitate what works. And now I was just trying to imitate everything. And, uh, that, that can be very, very unhealthy. Well, and I think that that we also need to understand um, we've all probably worked for leaders that tried to compare themselves to others, and as people that, as the people that you're leading, looking back at that leader, man, they can see through that. I mean, they just can because your leadership is not authentic. You know, it's not it's not you. It's not who you are. It's not who you're trying to be. So that is that is very eye-opening to people that you're leading. And it's just, it can become very unhealthy if you run too far the wrong way. Well, let me, let me throw this out. Maybe this is helpful from a practical side, because that makes me, that makes me think of this as a speaker, um, which I speak partly for a living. I, I mean, I do a little bit more than that during the week, contrary to what some may think, but as a speaker and a pastor, what I've learned is I can't just listen to one voice. Now, I listen to podcasts, I listen to messages, I listen to audiobooks um, all the time. And I, I do that for personal growth and, and for development. But if I only listen to one person all the time, even if it's somebody I highly respect and admire, um, I can start to sound like that person. And in fact, if you're not careful, you can actually take on the mannerisms of that person and I think if you, you may say, well, Bobby, I'm not a speaker. That doesn't apply to me. I would say, look at it from a broader context. If you only have one person that you're looking to, to imitate or emulate, um, maybe you got to broaden the horizon. Maybe there's somebody who you'd say, man, you know what? That They're just a really good family man. 
you know, and I want to model that or or you find somebody else just really strong with their finances. And I want to learn from that or, you know, man, they're just really, they're really a good boss, but I think we can find the best of others and maybe kind of spread that out a little bit. So we don't just try to clone ourselves off of somebody else. And, you know, I'll even come back to this, Chris. I mean, you mentioned that you have two younger children, you know, and Bobby, my youngest is 16. I don't know how good of a parent I would be today if they were younger because, man, this, as leading as a parent, and that is tough right now. I mean, it just is because of the things that you mentioned of the social media and all these things. And we're just, you know, we're just trying, okay, well, what should I do? Should they go to bed at nine or should that, should they get a cell phone at 10 or maybe wait till 12? Well, what are you guys doing? There are so many things out there as far as a parenting wise goes of just leading your kids. And it's tough when you get in that comparison game. Thanks for your discouragement, Chad, for <laughs> two of us that still have elementary kids in the room. But uh, <laughs> but you are right. Chris, would you say that's true? I mean, it really is. It, it's a challenging time in that respect to be a, a parent and and to guard against that. But I want to help guard. I want my kids to not fall into that comparison trap either because that is so easy now, maybe more than it was when, when we were kids even. Um, is that... Is that true for you? Do you do you share that concern? Yeah, I, I know this isn't a parenting podcast. So I don't get yeah. too far down that line, but I've have I have friends who are still having kids, and and you know they ask for advice when they're first just being born and that kind of thing. And my advice is always: you're going to have your parents, you're going to have friends, you're going to have in laws that are telling you this is the best way to this is this is the best stroller, this is the best way to do sleep, you know, whatever it is. And, and my advice is always don't listen to anybody else. You know, your, your job as a parent is to raid the kids the best way you know how. And that doesn't mean you don't learn. doesn't mean you don't grow. doesn't mean you don't. I mean, the whole point of leadership podcasts and leadership training is to get better at leadership. So it's not to say you can't get better, but uh, absolutely parenting is one of the biggest pitfalls in comparison. And everybody has the best way to sleep train and potty train and you know, the best food to feed your kid and the best diapers to use. And it's just, there's just so much there that can get a parent down when really your only job is to keep them alive and everything after that's pretty much gravy. So that's (laughs) a, so that should, uh, that should put your mind at ease. If you have kids today and your kids are alive today, you're doing a, you're doing a good job. You're you're winning. You're You're winning. winning. (laughs) You're winning. But, but Chris, you bring up a good point. I think you're right because each child, and I won't go down this too far, so keep listening for those that uh, are not interested in this parenting talk, but each child also has their own unique journey. Absolutely. So again, if you compare your child to another child, I I even think of the potty training days, right? I mean, some kids are just easier to potty train. Mm -hmm. And uh, even in our our two girls, one was easier, the next one, not so much. And so that comparison can be really dangerous. Uh, So I guess the point is, is it can affect all of us. It can affect, it goes beyond leadership. It can go to parenting. It, it can, I mean, we don't, we won't go down the marriage track either, but certainly that can become an issue with, uh, with marriage and family. So why don't we do this? Uh, there is some good imitate what works, innovate, what doesn't, um, find some people that you can model and emulate. However, realize it's your journey. All right. Now let's focus on the bad. Now let's, let's dive deep a little bit. Maybe we can come up with a couple practical suggestions, but when it comes to comparison as a bad thing, uh, oftentimes I've heard it referred to Chris as the comparison trap. 
So talk to us about what, what are your thoughts on the comparison trap? Well, I think what's helpful and, and what we sort of talked about before is seeing leadership as a journey. I think what, what tends to happen when this becomes negative is everybody's trying to compare themselves wherever you are now to where somebody else is at the end of their journey. I mean, you know, I, I live in the world of politics. And so uh, even thinking about every modern president, you know, they got where they are now, the president of the United States, but every single one of them lost an election along the way. And I, and I can tell you the statistics because that's that's my hobby. That's what I but I know, you know, George W. Bush and Barack Obama both lost congressional races earlier in their career before they, you know, even Barack Obama, who was president at like 45, lost a race somewhere along the way. I mean, you know, how many times has Joe Biden run for president? So even in the world of politics, just because you lost an election that's defeating it, you know, it has everything that goes along with it as a disappointment, but that doesn't mean that you're done. That doesn't mean it's the end of your journey. And you have a tendency to compare yourself the day after the election is lost with somebody who's president of the United States. It can be very downing. It can be very uncomfortable. And so uh, when you maybe compare yourself to where that person was 20 years ago, you might be right on par. And so seeing this as kind of a continuum, a spectrum of, your journey is different than somebody else's. Your background is different than somebody else's. You may even started on your journey further back or further ahead than somebody else did. And so uh, seeing that as this is not the end or this is just the beginning, there's a lot more time left to make an impact on whatever it is you're trying to do. Even in the corporate world, you you know compare yourself to the CEO, even if they're younger than you are, but their journey was different. They started somewhere else. They had different opportunities. And so I think that path, knowing that it's a path, knowing that it's a progression and not a destination, I think is really helpful. Well, no, that is really helpful because you make a great point about comparing journeys and, and all of our journeys are different, which also makes me think, Oftentimes, we also compare destinations sure. and our destinations are different. Yeah. So, you know, I may not be designed or I guess if we want to use the term destined, but I, I, it may not be my purpose in life to be the CEO. Right. So if I'm comparing myself to the CEO, um, I mean, let's be honest, there's only one CEO for an organization. So not everybody is going to fit that role. Then I may be setting myself up for failure and missing out on the purpose that I have. So that's a really, really interesting contrast there is sometimes we compare our journeys, like Chris said, with others, and, and we, we miss out. It goes back to that comparing my worst to their best, or we're not using a fair comparison of the same uh, age or the same place in life. But oftentimes, I think we're also just comparing the destination and Chris, you are. You're in, you're involved in politics and uh, have made a real significant impact in this community, and I hope that that impact continues. But if you're comparing yourself to the destination of the people you mentioned a moment ago, and you don't end up president, though I would vote for you, <laughs> just FYI. But if you don't end up president, does that make you a failure? And I right. think that's the and and most of us would say, well, of course I'm not going to be president of the United States. I mean, so they say, well, that's that's just a far leap, but it's the same concept, you know, CEO, president, um, first chair, captain of the football team, all of these things. If we're not careful, we're comparing somebody else's destination to ours, which means we may actually never reach the destination we were supposed to reach because we're running well in a way we're running somebody else's race. Yeah. And, and I think what I heard Chris say that, that really resonates well is 
we never know the story of those that we're comparing to, right? We never, we never understand the ups and the downs um, because we're just seeing it from what it is today. So, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, a lot of leaders that we may compare ourselves to, they, they may end up at the same result, but it was different paths to get there for sure. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for front stage and backstage. Yeah. We see the front stage and, and that's where we want to put our comparisons, but we don't see the behind the scenes. And exactly. sometimes if, if there was something to compare, the good thing we talked about, the imitate part, it probably is compare yourself to what they're doing behind the scenes. Imitate that because the best athletes, right? There's a level of discipline mm-hmm. that none of us ever see because we show up for the game. We don't right. show up for the practice or the after practice or the early mornings or the late nights. So if anything, I think maybe what we learn from is not what's out front. We, we learn from, well, what did they do behind the scenes backstage before they ever got out on the front of the stage, so to speak? Well, and I think you bring up a really good point with that, Bobby. And I, and we don't talk about this a lot because this is the Epic Leadership Podcast. So we're talking about a lot of the leaders. Well, sometimes some of the best leaders that are out there are the ones you never see. You know, I mean, the ones you never see, they're, they're leading behind the scenes and probably don't get the recognition that they deserve and probably don't get the credit that they deserve. But without them, it's really hard for the front stage to shine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's true. I think if, if our comparison is that success is uh, the front stage, uh, then we, we probably have a, an illusion of success. That's, that's dangerous. Sure. Cause we're, we're certainly pursuing the wrong thing. So, all right. So bad comparison, uh, Chris, talk to me about this. It seems like we could compare ourselves up. It seems like we could compare ourselves down. So we've kind of talked about comparing yourself up. You see somebody who's doing things better than you or more successful than you or richer than you or, or whatever that is. Um, and that's unhealthy. But is there an opposite side to comparison where you compare yourself down? And what would what would what advice do you have on that? Yeah, you hear the psychology side of this topic was uh, the best way to feel bad about yourself is to compare yourself to somebody who's very successful. Uh, On the opposite of that, if you want to try to feel good about yourself, you compare yourself to somebody who may seem less successful. Either one, though, is still uh, something negative. It still reflects in a poor way on your journey and compared to somebody else's. So just as you said, somebody who may seem less successful They may not have the same destination you have. They may not even want the same destination you do. And there's something, Chad, uh, what I was thinking of as you were talking, there's something to be said about just maybe the best leadership is the person that's being the most faithful, that's showing up on time, that's putting in the work, that's uh, somebody that's providing excellence in whatever role they're in. And that person uh, at times, they're the ones we really respect the most, that they are a trustworthy person. They're faithful in what they're doing. I know that no matter what happens, whether they're in leadership or not, um, that's somebody I can trust. And uh, something that I get to do on the college side of things is I do teach leadership and management classes. And uh, there's whole segments on leadership theory of leadership is very situational. It's very much determined on uh, who the people that are involved, what their backgrounds are, the leader that's involved. And there's something to be said of the types of leadership, sometimes 
there's leadership of just being the smartest person and the, you know, the most technical knowledge. Sometimes there's leadership on being the person that people respect the most that have the most value in that way. And so, uh, each of those things provide a different component to trying to accomplish what it is that they're there to do. And so the same thing goes with comparing yourself to somebody who may seem less successful. It doesn't mean they are, uh, but that can be just as negative, just as detrimental to your own, uh, to yourself as well as others in that in your spectrum. So, and, and I would say this is, and this whole comparison game is, is not an easy thing to get through, to be honest with you. And I, and I think the biggest thing that we can give to our listeners out there is just saying, Hey, listen, this is hard. It, it is hard to work through sometimes. Just be aware right? Be aware that there's a possibility that that could be happening and just try to be who you are as a, as a leader, be genuine, because if you're genuine and, and you continue to be who you are, well, that will shine through and remotely your success will be determined by who you are as opposed to who somebody else is. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. I think there's some things in life that might be temptations for some that are not temptations for others or they might be easier for you as a leader or even a human, if we just want to take the leadership lid off, to overcome. You know, there's just some people that just don't struggle with the same temptations that others struggle with. And so so then it's hard to understand oftentimes, or I, I don't know why you struggle with this, I don't. I'm going to argue that when it comes to the comparison trap, I think everybody struggles with that. For sure. Everybody. Yeah. So it's not, in my opinion, it's not this problem that you solve. It's this tension that you manage because the moment you think none of us around this table, I think are going to go on this podcast and say, oh yeah, I used to struggle with that. And I, I mastered it. I figured it out. I don't struggle with that anymore. Uh, I know we're certainly not going to say we've never struggled with it because we've all admitted that we have, but the, the pride or the arrogance of saying, oh yeah, that's not me. Well, I would argue, well, it is you and you just don't realize. So there's a lack of self-awareness and that that's really dangerous if you don't realize the temptation. If you realize it, you just say, hey, I'm going to have a temptation sometimes to compare myself up, compare myself up to others. I'm not measuring up. Uh, Andy Stanley, I think, uh, talks about this in one of his books. He calls it the land of Ur. There's always going to be somebody better, wiser, smarter, richer, prettier, whatever the er is, skinnier, because they didn't get a crumble cookie today, but <laughs> whatever the er is, right? Like if you live in the land of er, you're always going to find somebody. So maybe some of our listeners, that's more of the proclivity. It's more of the, the comparing myself up and I don't measure up. But for others, it could be, Chris, what you talked about, kind of that comparing yourself down and finding others that I, I like how you specifically said appear less successful, right? Because who are we to determine success? It's their journey and it's their destination. They may be right where they're supposed to be, but they appear less successful. And we look at them and we say, well, man, I'm doing it better than them. I'm farther than they are. Yeah. I'm, I'm more ahead in life than they are. Well, that's equally damaging. I would maybe say that's worse because that leads to pride. And, and pride is certainly very destructive. So, and the one thing that I would challenge everybody on, you know, if you're in a leadership role, whether it's the whether it's the front stage or the backstage, if you're in some type of role like that, you know, challenge yourself and just ask yourself the question: Who am I as a leader? Write it down. 
write it down, and then review that on a very regular basis. And listen, when you're making big leadership decisions, go back to who you are as a leader, read it. If that leadership decision you're going to make aligns with who, who that is, then I think you're on the right page. If it doesn't, you might want to rethink that. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great practical takeaway. Let's let's get some practical takeaways. I mean, I think this has been a great, great conversation, Chris. I think this is something that every listener to every listener relates to, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, practically speaking, what do you do as a leader? Now that you know that this is a trap that you could fall into, whether measuring up, measuring down, what do you personally do to try to avoid the trap? Or if you find yourself in the trap, what do you do to get out of it? Well, I do know uh, some people that have done this well. I guess I want to be encouraging as we end the podcast. I, I know people in in my world of local government that um, have chosen to say no to positions that were, you know, the big chair being the the CEO or whatever. And so I guess a practical thing is you you don't have to say yes to every opportunity. And that's something that uh, I think is another topic maybe to learn. But I think it reflects this topic really well because if you're trying to compare yourself to somebody else, you have a tendency to get involved in everything. I think what you were talking about before, you're imitating everyone and everything and not focusing on what it is you need to get to where you're trying to go. And so I think that's a real practical thing is being aware of uh, where you are and where you want to go and not trying, not getting distracted by some of those opportunities that maybe are not useful to help you get there. Well, that's, that, that's a good point. Not every open door is an opportunity. Some are distractions, right? Yeah. And I think we all have so much capacity. So we have to remember when we are saying yes to something and that remotely means we're saying no to something else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So where are you going to be best at? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great takeaway, Chris. So the visual that comes to my mind, we've talked about kind of running this race. And uh, again, I'm not a runner, but I understand the the basics. I know if I'm watching the Olympics and there's, uh, you know, eight runners staggered across those eight lanes, uh, in order to run their race, they're expected to stay in their lane, right? That's, it, it, that's, that's kind of, even that phrase we use sometimes, like, hey, stay in your lane. Um, I think what I'm hearing you say, Chris, is be true to you. Mm. You, you got a leadership lane to run in and it it's not every opportunity that comes along may not be in your lane. And that goes back to what you said, Chad, you know who you are as a leader and that should guide the yes and the no, because other people will have no problem trying to, uh, decide your journey, right? Whether it's the parenting we talked about other, earlier where people are giving you advice, there's always somebody who's going to say, hey, this is what I think you should do next. Well, you've got to know what you should do next. And uh, and a lot of times it's not what other people think you should do next. That's not being true to you. So no, I think it's very practical. Um, Chad, is there anything that just kind of hops out here that you would say from your experience has been very practical to remember or to try to avoid the trap, get out of the trap. What would you say to that? You know, I, I, I go back to that. Just, just continue to be who you are, continue to be who you are. Um, utilize the comparison for good, right? Utilize the comparison for good as a, as a leader, as a leader, sometimes you want to compare yourself, whether you're in a sales organization, 
you know, you want to compare numbers, right? But those numbers were achieved in different ways. So utilize the comparison for good and also be self-aware when that comparison maybe shifts towards being bad, right? So um, that's what I would say. Just focus on what's important to you. Go back again, look at who you want to be as a leader and don't deviate from that. Now, sometimes that could possibly change and that's perfectly okay, but stay focused on who you are. The The practical takeaway that comes to my mind with this is have some people around you that you give permission to challenge you when you are falling into this trap who can call it out because there's people that know you really well. Uh, for me, I know that's my wife is certainly one of those people and I'm, I'm seeing you guys kind of nod your head. So that's, that's true for you. But, but there's others that they know me well enough. They've known me long enough that they kind of have an idea of my journey. They're not trying to dictate my journey, but they have an idea and they can see when I'm maybe getting out of my lane, getting off track um, and challenge me with, are you being true to you? Um, or are you trying to be too much like somebody else? You've gone beyond the the imitate, you know, and uh, their good qualities to, man, you're trying to walk in their shoes and that's, yeah. that's unhealthy. And I've had people do that and I'm grateful for that. And I still need people to do that. Um, because I'll be honest, uh, the whole compare ourselves up and down the, what runs through my mind is it's real easy to shift back and forth between I'm, I'm no good because I'm comparing myself up to others to I'm so good because I'm comparing myself down to others. And, uh, and it's a huge trap. I mean, uh, I'm a pastor, right? So there's, there's some certain metrics that are very easy to compare yourself with and church attendance could be an easy one. And, uh, you know, I can look at others and say, man, I'm really, I'm really failing because they have this many people at their church. Or I could say, well, I want to feel better about myself today and compare myself down. But the reality is that's not looking at my journey and it's not looking at my destination and who wins in that. There's no win in comparison in that. So yeah, these are some good takeaways. All right, Chris, uh, two final questions. First question, anything we miss that you say, man, we need to hit on comparison because this is uh this is your topic, your idea. And I think you've done a great job, but anything we missed on here that you want to throw in? No, I'd say the other thing I get asked about a lot is just, you know, how to start being a leader. And uh, because people, you know, see somebody that's in a position they want to, and I, I think it's just uh, being in the right place, just volunteering, showing up, uh, you know, trying to start your journey is just showing up to where you want to be. So uh, I think from a comparison standpoint, you have to start somewhere. And so uh, you, you find places where that, that works for you and where you can begin that journey. Yeah, that's great advice. I would say, I would say what, what I'm hearing from that that makes sense to me is lead before you have a position. Because sure. if you don't lead before you have a position, most likely you won't get a position. But here's what's worse is you'll get a position and you haven't led before without one. And those are typically toxic leaders. So that's great, great advice. Just lead where you are. Yeah, Leadership isn't a position. It's, it's you doing what you should do, especially within your journey and, uh, and, and showing others that your, your life is worth emulating even if you don't have the position of leadership. Chad, do you have a thought on that? Well, and, and you guys are both in the public office, right? You guys are both in elected positions. Mm -hmm. And I got to go out on At a limb. At least when this is being recorded. Chad. Exactly. <laughs> I got to go out on a limb and assume that that just didn't start sure. just by saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run for this. I got to assume that there was a lot of feet on the ground prior to that that led you to the decision to say, 
hey, I want a seat at the table because I believe that I can make some decisions here that's going to benefit the greater of the whole. Yeah, I oftentimes think of that analogy of before you have a seat at the table, you found a way to serve the table. Yeah. You know, and uh, you don't just show up and sit down. Um, <laughs> and the people that show up and sit down, oftentimes, again, I think there's there can be a level of toxicity in that. And uh, now whatever serving the table means, that looks different in every situation. I don't mean that you have to have a, a strong correlation to or connection to an organization prior, but but there's got to be something in your background that says, hey, um, I've, I've served the table for a while. Now I can sit at the table because we know effective leaders, you, while you're sitting at the table, you never stop serving at the table. Mm. And if all you do is sit and you don't get up and serve, that, that's a problem. That's toxic leadership. So maybe that's another podcast, Chris. Maybe we'll have to have you back because I think, uh, think there's a lot to be said about that. Well, why don't we do this? Uh, we always uh, ask this by always. I mean, the last two times since we've only done this twice with guests. But, uh, but I guess that's always. We always kind of throw out a question, Chris. Is there a book or a podcast, of course, besides this one? Because I know this has changed your life in the last six months. But uh, but is there a book, a podcast, or a resource that you would recommend that you've maybe you've come across recently? Maybe it's kind of a seminal work that you've uh, that, that you've just loved, but something that really speaks to you about leadership. And there's a, a person that actually our city clerk in Blue Springs um, has really recommended, and so I've been kind of looking into two. It's a, a lady named Cy Wakeman. Uh, she's got a book called The Reality-Based Leadership. Uh, the focus is a lot, especially on the kind of management side of leadership. And uh, she's gone as far as had some of our employees and the staff read it. And so they can all kind of speak the same language around this concept. So that's somebody I'm looking into and have enjoyed some of the stuff she puts out recently. So the one I'd look all into. Right. So reality-based leadership. Yeah. There's I, another one she has called No Ego. I think it was one of her first books. And so, okay. No ego and, and Wakeman. Wakeman. W A K E M A N. So, Wake Man. Wake Man. Cy Wakeman. Lev Say. Lev Say. The last name's right. They're important. Uh, Chad and I have easy last names Mitchell and Hawk. They're hard to mispronounce, but believe it or not, people still find ways to do it. So, they do, especially when they're mad. Well, yeah. <laughs> Chris, man, you've done a you've done a great job. We really enjoy you kind of running this uh, leadership lap with us today. I think our listeners certainly there's some takeaways. Uh, before we uh, before Chad introduces our guest this next month, let me just kind of walk through the quick takeaways. Uh, uh, comparison, uh, there there can be some good if you're imitating what works and innovating what doesn't. If uh, you're comparing without competing, looking at those who've kind of gone before you or maybe are ahead of you and finding some of those traits and qualities. But keep in mind, it's probably the things they're doing behind the scenes and not front of the stage that are really going to help you and the things that you want to emulate because you're not emulating their journey. You're not copying their destination. Uh, maybe it's just the habits that they have and the traits that they've carried. The bad comparison, though, that's comparing ourselves up or comparing ourselves down compare yourself up. You say, I'm no good. You compare yourself down. You say, I'm so good. And uh, either one, one, one will leave you empty, feeling like a failure. The other one will fill you with pride. And you're kind of living in that land of er, somebody's better, richer, smarter, prettier, skinnier, wealthier, whatever. Um, or you're the person that's better, richer, wealthier. And that's just, that's unhealthy stuff. So a lot of good takeaways. Uh, Man, Chris, thanks for bringing this topic up uh, in your experience and your teaching and what you do in uh, the civil service 
is uh, it's very practical and I think it's practical for us. So uh, with that said, uh, thanks again for being here, Chad. Next month, uh, let's see, September um, will be our last leadership lap. We'll finish the mile and then our listeners, at least for a little bit, are going to be stuck with just you and me. So uh, hopefully they'll still tune in. But who do we have next month? Yeah, man, we're excited about next month. And, and Chris, I, I want to echo what Bobby said. Thanks for uh, for doing this with us. Great information, great topics, and uh, always appreciate everything you're doing out there in the community. So thank you for that. Bobby, next month, we've got another um, awesome community partner, um, good friend of yours and our, yours and, and mine, and just so excited to have her on, Miss Sansi Blackinger. Um, she is, uh, she is a... a a staple of the independence community, but uh, does a lot of great things with civic organizations within the independence community. Um, she's going to join us, and uh, man, she's got an awesome story. She's very motivational when she talks about this, but she's going to talk to us about 50 by 50. And I'm going to leave it there because uh, you're going to want to you're going to want to hear this one. This one's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, we are going to leave it there because uh, it is going to be good. But I'm excited to let her talk about that and how that can tie in and encourage challenge, uh, maybe even give some people a few ideas uh, when it comes to 50 by 50. So uh, it's been a great day today. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for those of you that are listening. Would love to have you um, share this with somebody else. If you think it could be encouraging and uh, come back next month. And once again, Chris, let us say, Thank you for being here today, and uh, we really appreciate all that you do for our community. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Chris. We will see you guys next month when you join us back on the Epic Leadership Podcast. Have a great month. Thanks for joining the Epic Leadership Podcast. Man, this is just fun for Bobby and I just to kind of talk back and forth and hopefully give you some good insights into some leadership of a couple different industries. And if you've enjoyed it, we would love to have a good review. Uh, Give us a five-star rating if you can. Share it with some friends. If you didn't like it, then tune in again next time and we will try to do better. We'll see you next time, guys.